You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hello, welcome everyone to The Distraction. It is Tuesday, Movie Review Tuesday. Apologize for the technical difficulties. It would not be The Distraction without the technical difficulties. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined, as always, by the chubby chief, Joseph Holbert. Joseph, how are you? I'm good. I must say, I'm feeling... um, I miss the hat, Jeremy. (laughs) To be honest, I know that I've done many shows without the hat, and just one with the hat. Uh, in which I don't think I scored a single victory among our, our audience as far as the draft, but I did enjoy having the hat. It added a sense of safety to what I'm doing here. So I miss it, but I'm ready to uh, analyze some art as usual on a Tuesday. Here we are. We're here to review Fighting With My Family, starring yes. Not Paige, starring Zelina Vega. I guess she's the, the rocks in it, but Zelina Vega is here in this film. Yes. She is. She's. I mean, she's on here... Um, about as much as she's on Raw most weeks. <laughs> there was that one-month period, Jeremy, you will recall, in which Selena Vega was on Raw for about two hours a week. Uh, it was a very fun time at the yeah. PC. Uh, I, a very, very distant memory now. But I will not get into what happened to the three men that were in that faction, but it has been quite the journey for them. Uh, but this this is a different story today, because today, well, this is one for the Brits, I guess, right? Is that what I'm doing here? I don't know. I mean, it's a good film. So I guess that's my gimmick now. I pick good films. So yeah, I don't like list, this gimmick. This gimmick sucks. Yeah, the, the list is... <laughs> I feel it's going to end soon, to be honest. I'm looking at the, the short list of options, and I feel I have removed about 90% of them already. So I don't know how long it will last, but yes, that's what we're doing today. Uh, reminder, guys, we, we are live. I guess that's a, a big announcement. We're doing movie reviews live now, every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, unless... I mess up, and then maybe 205, <laughs> 210, uh, but around this time, every Tuesday, the movie review is live. Usually, we, we record at this time, and then I upload it and do all that, but now, we're just going to do this live. Um, subscribe to the channel, youtube.com slash Fightful. Leave a thumbs up. Tap the bell for notifications. Leave a super chat. If you leave a super chat, you get your question or statement read on air. We appreciate everybody in the chat hanging out having fun with us let's get into this movie joseph i'm i'm not myself today as as joe can tell and people on twitter might be able to tell i'm not myself today i apologize um but let's let's do fighting with my family (laughs) well first of all i have good news 
Um, as you were talking there about the timing for this program, and you mentioned that technical difficulties may delay it somewhat, I have a branding opportunity that I would like to run by you, Jeremy. <laughs> what if we name this podcast moving forward 205 Live? Okay, now look. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, Joe. That's awful creative. How have you come up with that? <laughs> as far as I know, there is no usage of this brand right now. I mean, I think some small companies are running it here and there, but two, this could be our thing. I think we have similar audiences to the alternatives, and we're growing. Theirs is declining. So 205 Live, firstly, before we get into the film, what are your thoughts on that moving forward? Uh, I think we might get sued if we tried that, but <laughs> could we do... Would it be the same thing if it's two... What's the... the two dots I, I don't know what they're called but you know what i'm talking yeah, so, about yeah, so good. yeah. Yes, yes, yes. like the, the clock 205 live maybe we do like 205 et live or something i don't think that we rolls off that. the tongue but <laughs> as far <laughs> as to not get sued we could possibly do it i think the key is coming up with a tagline that is true because for the longest time 205 live was the most exciting hour on television which roughly translated to the most exciting 46 minutes on the internet. So I think we actually, if we come up with the most exciting hour in live podcasting, we would be factual at that point. I mean, factual is probably a stretch for it, but we would be somewhat near the truth, wouldn't we? You know, we wouldn't be claiming we're on television at least, Jeremy. Can, can we steal the uh, Sports Illustrated tagline, 205 Live, when we speak, we say something? Yeah, we could, we could do that. That was, that was great stuff. So... Um, find my family you've seen this film right i saw it when it first hit even before it came out in theaters there was like an opportunity to get like an early preview of it um and i went to do that i skipped out on smackdown one night to go watch it and then write a review for fightful so yes uh, i saw it when it first came out in theaters i love the way you talk about smackdown like it's like a class at school i skipped out yeah i skipped out on it (laughs) Avoided the teacher that day. Avoided having to do. Like avoided having to do yes. articles that night. Yes, yes. <laughs> very similar for you. I, I understand. Um, I have never seen this, but I I saw someone tweeted us. I wish I could remember who, but a good brother tweeted us that as the wrestling fan in their friend group, they constantly asked, "Have you seen Fighting My Family?" Whoever that was, I have also experienced this. Everyone likes this that isn't a wrestling fan. So I think that's the topic we need to get into at some point. As far as I know, from my experience, not about you. Um. I have watched the documentary that like led to this film mm-hmm. when it first came out, but I have zero memory of it. So <laughs> I wanted to mention that just for sort of points, but I want to be clear in saying I will have no reference back to it after this because I can't remember it. It was a very long time ago. I guess the elephant in the room, which we've referenced a few times, Jeremy, is that this is, um, I believe, what critics would call good, right? I It got, it, let's see some scores here. Okay. Let's pull up some scores. Reception. I don't know, I don't know if it's like critically good, but it's like a good film relative to what we did. Does that I make mean, sense? Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 92%. Um, mm. I was looking for Metacritic. Oh, Metacritic is 68 out of 100 based on 38 reviews. Like, that's not bad. Yeah. It, it's a, it is, yeah. I mean, compared to the movies we typically review, it's, it's very good. <laughs> Yeah, and so the thing that I was thinking about is we did, famously, we did My Dad is a Hill Wrestler. Yes. And while that was definitely actually good, it also featured little gems for us, right? Like the Z1, Cockroach Mask. Um, what was Okada's name, Jeremy? Do you remember? Uh, Dragon George, Dragon. right? Dragon yeah, George. So. Yeah. 
So it had these gems that, that could still kind of provide comedy bits. I would argue this is the closest we've got to reviewing like an actual film without any kind of humorous podcast bits. That's fine. I'm, just, I'm setting the table now and saying that this is, to be clear, good. I mean, Ready to Rumble didn't provide, like that was an actual film. Okay. I like that. <laughs> I like to see you taking that direction. It's encouraging for me. I always appreciate this film starts with our friend Dwayne The Rock Johnson who provided us with one of the great podcast bits ever, right? With the famous... Yes, yeah, Big Dick. dick. The, yes, Big Dick, thank yeah. you. Big Dick Dwayne. It always amazes me that when they show footage of stuff like this, they do it with boxing films too. So like they're showing rock highlights and someone has decided, like, we need fake punch sounds when Dwayne is doing <laughs> this match. Like, it's a highlight of rock and it's like, you just... This cartoonish sound is occurring and you just wonder sort of what the, the encouragement was about. But rock is actually... I mean, he's not as big a part of the film as maybe the advertising would suggest, but he is a major kind of, not character, but he like he's a reoccurring guy here, right? He's a recurring character here who proves to be important because he announces the big, the big surprise later on. Correct? Yes. Okay. It wasn't a big surprise. He was in this film like twenty minutes into the movie. No, but I mean, he's the guy who delivers the big message right. about okay. going up. Yeah. You know, because in the ad, the advertising so when i was at wrestlemania you remember that fake that horrific trip i had that i've mentioned before on here yes one of the elements about that trip that i never mentioned is that i watched the advert for this film approximately four thousand times because i was in (laughs) wwe arenas for five straight days and it would just by the end of it i'd seen rock cut that promo (laughs) and when he like you're not sure if that's all he does in the film or he's in it a lot and they're just telling you that by showing you a rock promo it's in the middle somewhere right he's not in it a lot but he does do more than just that one very rock promo backstage at the O2 that is definitely not the O2. I have I have a story, a deleted scene for later in the film. I teased this on Twitter. There is a scene in this film that they completely cut out, and I will reveal what it is. at the. It's at the very end, but stick around. That's a tease, everybody. That's a tease. Okay. I have a bit for this week, too. Zigger Zag? Are we bringing back Zigger Zag? Similar. Very similar guy. Very, very similar. Turn um, the page or stay on the page. <laughs> okay, we're starting now. The game this week is Page or Pal, okay? <laughs> okay. I <And we> <laughs> name a wrestler, who in this case would be the pal, and you pick between Page or the pal. Now, last week I was very specific, better career. Um, you can do that again. Or you can just do like prime for prime who you think is better. Would you like to start that game? Are we doing are we doing career or just like wrestler? Because if it's career, unfortunately for Paige, like she just right her career it wasn't very unfair. long. I think we should do like draft board in their prime deal. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Okay, all right. Paige or pal, Paige or Nia Jax? Paige. Started off. Started off saying that was so very. Yeah, was I'm very concerned easy. about where the game's going to go, Jeremy. <laughs> I had to throw a name on there that I was confident about. There it is. One nil to Page, and we go back to fighting with my family. Now, so it's all. Um, what happens here? The opening scene we established that she's going to wrestle as like a 13 year old, right? Is that how old she is here, Jeremy? Yeah. 13. Um, she calls her parents dickheads. Very good. Um, uh, and then. We see the scene where, like, her dad is calling WWE all the time, right? Then there's this. I remember vividly when we reviewed My Dad is a Heel Wrestler. There were, we would talk about the fact that, like, when they make wrestling films and the idea is they want the audience to get wrestling, 
you have these weird scenes that are only in the film for that reason, and this film has like a collection of them. And I have to say, as a wrestling fan, it makes me enjoy the film less because I just find it a bit embarrassing when they do like the insider term stuff. But from what I can gather, from what I've read about the film and what I've heard from people I know, is like, I think it worked with the audience. I, so it, like, there's no point going in all. Yeah, I, so the one I wanted to mention. There's no. I mean, you know, we'll just get into the film, but the receipt one. I found like borderline embarrassing. I just did. It was, <laughs> I thought it was, it was like someone had just bought an observer copy and wanted to show off, you know. So I, I'm actually going to go back. I thought you were going to talk about where that their dinner table with the Zach's girlfriends, the parents, yeah. and they're like, "What's wrestling? We don't get it." And of course, they use the fake thing, and it's like it's not fake. If it was fake, I could get up and down the steps much easier. Right. I wouldn't have a broken back and all this stuff. Like it's scripted. And they show these big, like this big, like WWE, like highlight package of all this stuff. Um, and yes. they're, they're explaining to, to the parents that like, see, it's, it's not fake. Uh, you get it. It's, it's sports entertainment, pal. That's Ow. in like every single wrestling movie, like every yeah. single one. They have to explain that wrestling is not fake, it is just scripted entertainment. You're right. That's the, I mean, there's another one where uh, they're, like, trying to sell tickets for the wrestling show. And, like, the free the free girls just absolutely eviscerate the industry. <laughs> Talk about how much it sucks and how it's for losers. And it's like, they're just... I guess it's difficult for us because we're so close to it. But it does seem like, for the general public it did actually get people to like understand wrestling a bit more. And I find that fascinating because I'm with you that I feel like this scene and that statement of it's not fake, it's fi- it's fixed, I think they use here, but, you know, scripted, whatever. I feel like that is such a meme of itself now, but it seems people still need it to be told to them, which is very interesting from just a purely from like a storytelling point of view, right? I, I guess there's people out there who still think wrestling is i don't know what they think of wrestling they ain't watching it i know that much (laughs) Um, but when when i saw this movie in theaters uh the i mean it's a scene played for laughs and and so that's what it accomplishes it accomplishes the laugh um nick frost who plays the dad is very good lena hadley Mm -hmm. who who plays hadley who plays the the mom is also very good this is well acted film by the way um but yeah i don't know why they have these scenes in these movies still like let's just explain yeah. to everyone that wrestling is not fake like all right it, but it it really is like hey let's dumb it down for a casual just kind of viewer because we want this to appeal to more than just wrestling fans because if like we're both wrestling fans we watch this and we're just like why is this necessary we get it we get it right yeah and that's when you have to kind of remind like one of the big things of this film is the idea about like the the combat, the performance of wrestling isn't fighting against the person opposite you. It's winning over the audience, right? Yeah. That's like an idea that they try and explore in this film, and they definitely do it pretty well, I would say. Well, I mean, I they mean, Hollywood it, they Hollywood up Paige's career. Like, we'll get to that at the end of the film, yeah, but course, yeah. you got to tell yeah, them, you got to tell a message here, Joseph. You can't just you know you got to give mm-hmm. a message. And they're pretty blunt with her part of the story in the sense of like. You know, when she goes out at NXT and people are just hurling abuse, like, look, don't get me wrong, I'm sure she's heard some horrific things. That's what wrestling fans are like, unfortunately. But it is, like, it's very in your face. I think the more interesting story on a human level is her brother. 
right? Because that one is, because it's the backdrop, it's told a little bit with a little bit kind of a softer touch, I would say. So that we'll get into, but it is just worth kind of, if you haven't seen this and you go watch it now, like as a wrestling fan, you almost have to like rein yourself in. Like you are going to roll your eyes sometimes because yes. it's just stuff that you've read on like Twitter threads when someone, when inevitably twice a year someone with a blue tick dunks on wrestling and you get the like, you know, still watch Game of Thrones though, loser. That <laughs> is this film in many ways. And that's fine because again, it's not for us. Um, so then you mentioned the scene at the dinner table, right? And that's the big scene where they get the call. And now that you now that you mapped it out, you are correct. That is like basically an infomercial for WWE. Yeah. Like they actually show like a running greatest hits thing. Like she's as good as it gets. It can't be any better than WWE. It's like okay, I get it. It's fine. We got a super chat from Throwback who says. This movie was really good. Funny how the only title Zelina will hold as a singles competitor is being AJ Lee in this film. That's factual. <laughs> that is, yeah, that's yeah. probably true. Um, well, they, although, they get the call. They get the call from WWE. So here's here's my thing with um, they're, they're showing them these this highlight stuff. I want to get your take on this, Joseph. This has nothing yes. to do with the film, but I just want to get your take on it. When okay. people when people are like. Hey, I want to get into wrestling, or my friend wants to get into wrestling. You know, what do you show them? Everyone always points to these like great matches and yeah. stuff, and it's like you're lying to your friend if you show them like Hart and Austin. Like you're just you're just flat out lying to them. Like, hey, here's Bret Hart, Steve Austin. This this is like peak wrestling right here. And then you know you ask them, hey, you want to watch Raw? And they watch Raw, and they're like the fuck is this this is not what you showed me at all yeah but i'm i'm gonna have to disagree on on level one because i just don't think you can i don't think the classic match thing works either no yeah it doesn't but we would discuss i was discussing for someone who asked that question on twitter and this is my new take jeremy okay i think the only reason we remember classic matches fondly there's two reasons one, you've either watched enough wrestling that you enjoy it, like, analysing the performance itself. Like, you know, and I've done this before, a lot of people do it, where it's like, that guy sold great, this was a great match. That's one thing. The other side is, if you've watched the show for long enough, that you're invested enough in these characters that you actually go on the roller coaster, right? Like, for example, Kofi winning the title would be a good example. If you showed that to someone without any context, it would be a nothing compared to what it was for people that cared about Kofi. So I would suggest, and this is a frightening thought, just hear me out, I would suggest picking one of the weekly shows and trying to get them to watch it as a weekly show. Yeah. And see if any of the characters hook them, because then eventually, if wrestling is done correctly, they'll meet a match that helps their investment they get into. I actually think the best content on WWE Network right now, as far as new fans, is the documentary stuff. By, like, Miles. It explains the idea of wrestling and the people in it way better than, like raw promos ever would i think but that's just me i don't know where you're on on that because that's my new hot take oh i think you've got to show them like a, a weekly show and be like mm-hmm. here if you're gonna if you're gonna get invested in this and you want to watch this stuff with me then yeah. you've got to watch this you cannot you cannot show them something from 20 years ago and, and it because then you just you're raising their expectations from the jump yeah and then they're gonna watch raw and they're going to be like, this This is not what I signed up for. I'm out. I'm out on this. What was this guy talking about with his one mm-hmm. glove? He's the, he's the messiah. 
and he's trying to ruin this family. What What is this? So, no, you've got to show them the weekly shows, hope they get invested, mm-hmm. and then go from there. And if they don't, um, they're, they're smarter than you are. <laughs> I mean, you also have to know your audience, right? So, like, for example, Jeremy, if your friend is really into clowns, <laughs> I mean, Roar is at an all-time high right now. You know, if they are into, um, help me out here, Jeremy, either into sort of like, you know, fast t- talking New Yorkers that tribute all Japan legends, strange niche, but they'll like AW quite a bit. You see what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's all, it all depends what you're into. Um, if they're tributing like, all Japan, then they are, they have some type of base knowledge as it is. How so. great is that? How great would it be if so I said, I've never watched wrestling. What are you into? I love when fast talking New Yorkers pay homage to all Japan pirates. <laughs> Okay, okay, you're in deep enough. Um, yes, it, it depends on your audience, um, but you are correct. That scene is almost, and those characters, you know, the parents of um, of Zach's girlfriend, they are literally in the film to be like the audience that hates wrestling. Yeah, effective. Like they give them a voice, uh, which is which is fine. So then we go to SmackDown for the tryout, and there he is, our friend Dwayne, big uh, Dick Dwayne, legend. Keep killing it, JL. Uh, he's here. He's Doing a film in London is the explanation for him being here. Yes. Is that what they go for? Yeah. Wouldn't it have been great if he was just on sat- via satellite for this whole bit? <laughs> He's filming uh, Fast and Furious. I'm sure they shot parts of that in London, maybe. They, yeah, they, think... they travel yeah. the entire world in those films. That's what I hear. I'm never going to find <laughs> They're out. They're going to space. Podcast. Oh, you're going to find out. <laughs> okay, hopefully, hopefully later rather than sooner. Um... Do you enjoy... Here's a bigger question again, because we're, we're having a branch out over here, folks, because we both agree the film is good and where do you go from there on a podcast? <laughs> but do you still, like, enjoy the rock shtick? Because I think I do, but I yeah. sense there's a, there's, a, there's a growing trend of people well actually in Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Your yeah, because they just, wanna, they just want to be hipsters and be like, oh, The Rock isn't actually good. Like, look at all the... He, he'd be cancelled if he did that stuff today. You know what I mean? Like, he's misogynist. That's what they would say about The Rock. Yeah, but their profile picture is the Monday Night Messiah with his one glove. (laughs) (laughs) He called Baron Corbin an STD. That's not funny. I thought that bit kind of sucked. But (laughs) The Rock, his promo in this, I mean, he just cuts the classic Rock promo, shining things up, sticking them up asses, all that fun stuff. And it's still amazing. This dude just has such a presence and charisma that Mm -hmm. is so unmatched by literally everyone on the current roster that to, to try to knock him is just absolutely foolish. Well, I think that in almost every way today's roster is better than like you know the 99s but the the biggest difference will always be the fact that they had rock and austin at once was kind of ridiculous right like it's adorable that they think the undercard stuff was a big change in the war and it's like you actually look back on it you're like man it was austin and rock that was game over that was the end it's like having um Help me here. Give me a good basketball comparison. LeBron and Anthony Davis. Don't yes. overthink this shit. <laughs> like, just, just don't overthink it. <laughs> All right, the other team's nice. They got Kawhi, Paul George, uh, Jimmy Butler, Bam. That's great. There's LeBron and Anthony Davis on yes. this one team. <laughs> you realize that that means Triple H is Cole Kuzma, don't you? You do realize that. <laughs> Triple a, H, it's about right. every week, someone in creative was like, can he be the first guy? <laughs> Can we rely on him to put up 15 a game? I don't know, but that's 
Yes, that's tremendous. So we meet our friend Vince Vaughn here. Is this his distraction debut, Jeremy? I believe so. I don't think we've had another film with Vince Vaughn in it. Which is impressive because he has such a collection of bad films that you think he'd be on air every week. But this is his debut. <laughs> wow, wow. Heavy shots at Vince Vaughn. Long story. Uh, so here's the deal. No, I want to hear this story. We got time. There, there actually is no story, but I was for a moment going to do a bit in which me and him like a long-running feud, but I sensed that was a little bit, you know, it was kind of a reach because I had no story which to back it up. <laughs> he could have made something up like you saw Old School and Vince Vaughn was very... Have you seen Old School? It's a good film. I and Vince Vaughn was very offensive in that. Or what's what's the movie where he plays the the drug guy or whatever? I'll say this. He did the Psycho remake in which he's a legit like shot-for-shot shot remake. And for that, he's banned. So I would say <laughs> that. That's my, that's my approach here. So right. what's impressive about this is, Jeremy, is that he... I don't, I don't dislike Vince Vaughn. But he does the Vince Vaughn thing, right? You know that thing where he, he'll talk really quickly while he insults someone? It's like yes. a thing he does in every film. He's in. He even does it here as the wrestling coach. He does the quick-talking cool guy shtick. Yeah, but that's, it's exactly cool. what you should be as a wrestling coach. He's perfect yes. for this. But then I look at him and I think, I'm not sure about this. I have to say, I think it's a slight stretch. I've, I've got to be honest with you, Drew. I would say... Vince Vaughn is many things, and by many things, I mean he's one, the one thing that he plays in every <laughs> film he's in. But as a professional wrestling coach who apparently took these like hellacious bumps and became a bit of veteran, I am less sure. Am I unfair for saying this? Uh, I can't see Vince Vaughn taking a single bump as like a wrestler and then just... I mean, maybe that's what it is. Like He took, he took a couple of bumps and he's like, nope, I'm out, I'm done. Yeah, like he he made it sound like he got thrown off Hell in a Cell and broken in half and everything, but he probably just took like a basic back bump and he's like, no, I'm done. I'll coach these guys. I'll motivate them. We don't see this guy yes. doing any actual coaching, but just motivating. He's a motivational Rip coach. Brown. Yeah, Rip a, he's like, here, squeeze the horn. That's it. That's all the that's all the motivation he, yeah. he gives these people is squeeze the horn. And he tells Paige she sucks. That's it. I was hoping at one point that they were going to go like all in with the idea that he is just Mick Foley. <laughs> and like, I was hoping that Paige was going to like find that he was like a masked wrestler. She didn't realize, cause she doesn't know who he is, right? Am I wrong in saying that? She doesn't know who yeah, he is. Yeah, she has no idea. But she's a big fan. And so is her brother. It, her brother could have named who Vince Vaughn was just by looking at his boots. <laughs> Which is such a strange, <laughs> such a strange recurring piece of dialogue. It was, yeah. um, it was weird. So Vince Vaughn becomes Ole Anderson here at one juncture, which is um, sentence and earth. I'd say. Do you think this is. film would have been better if Mick Foley played the Vince Vaughn role? I really want to say yes, <laughs> but the the clips I've seen of Mick's triumphant reality show broadcast on the WWE <laughs> Network would suggest. That would be quite the challenge. And his big show cameo was a little bit... I'm not sure that's mixed. Okay, 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 okay. Do you think this film would have been better if Big Show had played the Vince Vaughn role? Yes. Because okay. Big Show is one of the best actors yeah. in the history of the world. I agree. The world's largest actor is what the Big Show is. <laughs> um, speaking of Mick Foley, I have a take. We're gonna we're leaving fighting my family again. <laughs> so Hulk Hogan's getting a movie, right? Mick Foley... He's the actual guy to make a film about in wrestling. They made that film. No, no. I mean like a, like a you know, triumphant yeah, yeah. Hollywood yeah. biopic deal. Because I, 
I'm always in awe of the fact, and I know the Monday Night Wars has been done to death, I get it, but the story of a guy who gets kind of like just discarded from WCW, goes to their competition, and then his greatest moment has this cloud over it because WCW tries to like screw him and he wins in the end, is peak Hollywood, right? Like Shivani actually saying butts in seats and all that good stuff was a perfect metaphor for his whole career. So what I'm saying is, Jeremy, I know a lot of filmmakers watch this show. Uh, you put up the money, you put up the script, I will give you my idea. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I've put it out there, I have nothing else to offer. But I will, I do think, and the other thing is, Mick Foley feels like one of the safer choices among wrestling people as far as, like, you may not get burned while promoting it. That may be, that may be false. <laughs> it feels very out we're talking about fighting with my family. I'm just saying, it, it, to me, that's... That's an idea. Um, are you ready to play the second round of Page or Pal? Yeah, before we do, though, reminder, guys, you can leave a super chat, uh, subscribe to the channel, leave a thumbs up as well. All that stuff really helps us. If you're listening on iTunes, leave us a five-star review as well. But a super chat, donate, help us out, uh, help out Fightful. Get your question or statement read on the air as well. So it's a, it's a big help for us here at Fightful. Page or Pal? Page or Pal? Page or AJ Lee, Page or Pal. We're talking peak, peak yes. of uh, draft board here. Yes. I'm going to go Page. I would too, and I think that's a hot take. I think it is I think- too. I think it's a very hot take, but Page has become underrated because her career was just so short, and yeah. of course all the, the like outside stuff as well. But, like, as a performer, she was fantastic. I think what's happened is she was initially overrated because she was, like, the alternative to the Divas. But then people forgot about her so much when they called up the the Four Horsewomen that she became underrated. Yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Which which is quite the... uh, And obviously, yes, the extracurricular stuff, it all makes for a messy kind of uh, final image. But I do agree with you. Uh, I would also take Paige. Fill, fill the ceiling is higher there. Jeremy. Where are we in this film again? Oh, yes, Paige gets called forward. Um, yeah, that's no the trial. Yeah. yeah, she makes it. She has the spark. Did you see Pete Dunne in this tryout? No, I did not. Oh, yeah. Is he Pete... actually in this tryout? No, it's a guy who wore... Remember when Pete Dunne first got signed or whatever? He had like the, kind of the parted hair and the half singlet and everything and the little jacket okay, thing. Yeah. yeah, there's a guy who was dressed like exactly like Pete Dunne if you like shrunk Pete Dunne. <laughs> wow, shrunk Pete Dunne? <laughs> yeah, if you shrunk him. that's <laughs> That guy was in this film. So just imagine that, folks. Uh, yeah, Paige, Paige has the spark. All these other geeks don't have shit. How great is it that she's forced to change her name and then she goes to America and one of the ladies is like, my name is Jerry Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look, I get it. Obviously, Jerry Lynn is, believe it or not, not around on, on WWF television these days. It still was hilarious to me. Well, they like, had snuck that through, do you think? They had a Britney at the tryout already, so they like, can't have two Britneys right, at yeah. this tryout because, you know, they're both going to get signed and then they both can't be Britney. Like, why... Why couldn't she just keep the Britney at the tryout, and then if one of them got signed, they could just keep the name? If they both get signed, cool. Deal with it then. But they just made her change her name on the basis that... I guess Britney probably got signed by NXT UK. I assume all these people just went to NXT UK a couple years down the line. 
fool me, I, I wouldn't know any better if they did. I mean, I I did like the idea that they had to come up with their wrestling name then and there, and it could never be changed. Yeah. It will never come up with a good wrestling name now, because I promise you, we will never change any wrestling name. Get it locked in before you, before you can change. That's funny. Um, so then they do the scene where... So Jerry Lynn I've mentioned, and the other ladies, they, they love Paige's accent. Um, for anyone that's tempted to do a super chat, I have done this show for over 10 months, and I have never once been complimented on my accent. It's not happened. Uh, Paige is reading horrific, um, uh, yeah, uh, you know, book content here. I can't believe she has a book, right? Doesn't they give her a book or something? Something awful. Yeah. And they love it because the accent never happened to me. I, I get told that I did this right and that wrong, but never the accent, which is a shame. Leave uh, a super chat and, and say say a good thing about Joseph's accent, and yes. then let him know what you want want him to read in that accent as well. Okay. So you can have a good laugh it. about it. Okay. <laughs> Kip Sabian is there at the performance center. Did you notice our friend Kip? Was that really him? Yes, he's he shows up like prominently. He has a couple times where he's directly on camera. Oh, okay. Wow, I thought you'd been way ahead on this. Like, that was like my um, <laughs> Canyon is the stuntman for Jim King. You just destroyed. Look, me. this film, this film ain't ready to rumble to me. Okay, this ain't. It's a fine film. It ain't ready to rumble good. <laughs> okay, that's true. So then we get the the aforementioned receipt scene, right? And it's yeah. like there's a callback later where she go. I think Jerry Lynn goes to quit, and she's like, "You quit, I'll give you." one hell of a receipt and I'm like Jesus man is this like is this necessary like, is it that complex an idea that it would make like normal people laugh the answer is yes people loved it I, I mean it's it is what it is um, so I actually thought Jeremy that this was a relatively interesting little dynamic here the receipt the thing, no definitely not that that was terrible um, the dynamic of Paige not respecting the women that just signed to like be on TV because they're models like, and cheerleaders. Yeah, and I won't go with the other quote that she said, but the, it was actually legitimately interesting because I think Paige has admitted that was her perception. Yeah. Right? Like, I think she did... There's some interesting stories about that time at the PC, so that was kind of fun that they explored that. And when I thought they were just going to go the stereotypical, like, oh, she's a real wrestler, the reality was she learned to, like, respect them all, which was quite good, I thought, Jeremy. Would you agree? And once she got to know them, she, she constantly thought they were talking behind her back and when she confronted them later in the film she found out that they were just talking about their life and she had nothing she didn't know about it she didn't try to get to know them she she dismissed Mm -hmm. them as blonde she called them like blonde bitches or something skinny blonde bitches um she dismissed them but they they, they're real human beings joseph you know skinny blonde bitches got feelings too the scene where she confronts them on the bus and he's like, <laughs> don't talk about me again. Um, the young lady who plays Paige, Florence Pugh, is that it? Yes. Am I yes. right? She's very good in this film, but she captures Paige like infinitely best in that scene. She's so much like Paige when she confronts those women that it was actually kind of, it was kind of uh, eye-opening. So, yes. I got a question I, I for you, Joseph. I got a question um, for you. Okay. Who were these three women? Um, okay, so when did Paige go? Like 2013? Sure. There? My timing. I'm terrible with time. Yeah, we'll call it 2013-ish. I feel like it's most likely women that didn't make it through, though, right? I guess. I don't know. I mean, 
They did. Around. Didn't you see? No. They were backstage with her at uh, on Raw celebrating and everything. <laughs> they got yeah, signed. That was, was a weird shot they took a page there on Raw. Right? I heard just like walking off down through the arena. Yeah, that was strange. I don't know. I was trying to. Like, I guess Summer was there at that time. Summer Rae would make sense because they're friendly, right? She earned her respect, I would Summer guess. Summer Rae, Jerry uh, Lynn, uh, uh, you know, maybe. Very similar performance. Makes sense to give her <laughs> that name. Um, I don't know who else was there, to be quite frank. I don't know. But that was too soon for Charlotte and Alexa, right? Uh, Alexa was there. I Maybe not that early, but Alexa was there during, like... Oh, Alexa's one of them, then. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, right? Alexa's one of them, I think. I don't know if they actually base this on, like, real people or anything, but I... Not real people, but definitely, it's definitely a real idea. Because if Alexa was there, that makes a lot of sense, because I, I know that Alexa has basically said as much as, like, all of the wrestling girls were pretty tough at that time to kind of get connected with, and Paige would obviously be the leader of that group. Yeah. Right, And that's when the Queen, hashtag, bow down, stepped in and was like, I'm the Joel Embiid of this tank commander <laughs> process follow you know so that's i did think that was an interesting kind of element to explore i'll say that we got a couple of uh super chats here from jtg says supporting my point god hashtag and chubby chief since fightful loves british accents i hear joe is better than sean and denise at this say whatever joe just say you're better than sean and denise i am better than sean and denise there you go you have one unheard message Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. <laughs> I could really use Current. <laughs> I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I mean, By the way, hang on a second. I have a lot of questions. I've just realized that my nickname is the Chubby Chief while yours is the Point God, and I feel like I've made an error here along the way. That seems... <laughs> when I heard them one after the other, I was like, hang on a second, this feels... And also... You picked that nickname. I did. I understand, Jerry. It's fine. A fightful loves British accents. I thought... Hang on a second. I need to be careful what's going on here. This is my team still, right, Jeremy? Like, I'm fine with you guys running Raw and SmackDown. I still have NXT UK. On this website, as right? far as I don't look, I don't know what Sean's doing with all these Brits coming in here. I only wanted one, and he just keeps keeps adding more and more. Like you, you're forgetting about who led you to this point, Sean. That's what I keep saying. Yes, the Brits. Listen, I know they're all watching the show, but the other Brits that are on this team need to realize who's taking the shots around here. Okay, <laughs> like I may come and go. I may sometimes I'll vanish for a few. I'm still here. I'm still leading this team. So while I appreciate. Um, that I am now. What was what was the comment? That I am better at saying it than them. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm better than him. Yes, I agree. Carry on. Uh, another super chat from Super Sick Bud Ryan says Joe's accent definitely makes him sound 10 IQ points higher. There you go. Accent adds 10 IQ points. Now that, that was really good because he's done two things there. He's realized the accent is good, but he's also realized that I'm slightly fraudulent and I'm actually trying <laughs> to conceal my intelligence. So that was very good. I appreciate that. Um, Jeremy, Page or Pal? All right. Page or Bailey? Page or Pal? Ooh. This is tough, actually. I mean, maybe that's not a hot take that this is this would be a tough pick. Pam Bailey is is another level. Am I getting Pam Bailey or am I getting Superfan Bailey? It's my hang choice, on, hang right? Hang on. Since when is that Bailey officially Pam Bailey? What, what's going on here? Was that not Pam Bailey before? I started it. I started Pam <laughs> Bailey. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, you're getting Pam Bailey. That's All right. Prime. Look, right. I I know we we do bits and stuff on here. I'm not gonna lie. Pam Bailey might be my like second favorite thing in WWE right now. Oh man, that's a massive indictment of current <laughs> WWE. You're not alone though. I mean, here's what I would say. I think Bailey is objectively better in the sense that like she can get a match of basically anyone in the division, and Paige wasn't that degree yeah. of like a general. And now on the promo side of things, Paige is like caught up. Sorry, Bailey is caught up to a level where it's like, you know, I think it's close. Pam Bailey trucked her on the mic when Paige was the giant video Zord thing. (laughs) Remember that segment? Yeah, 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 Pam Bailey murdered her on the mic. That's such a great... (laughs) Someone needs to clip what you just said and then show the segment because it really captures where we're at as wrestling fans and that was like a murder. Like, oh my God, she killed her on the microphone. Um, The issue is I can't shake the feeling that like Paige has got more... She has more like physical charisma, I feel. Her star potential, I think, is much higher. Maybe. So this is... It's it's tough, right? Like if I was... If I had a leading scoring option... If I had an MVP candidate already, I would take Bailey because she's like the perfect Pippin. But if I needed a face of the division, the actual pick may be Babyface Pam or whatever you call it, Superfan Bailey. <laughs> I don't know. It's actually a good one. I will. I agree with you. I'll go with Bailey. Okay, fine. All right, Next so we're, we're in agreement on all of these so far. What's the score? 2 1 page thus far? Uh, yeah, 2 1 page. Okay, um, back to the film. <laughs> so he, they go home she goes home for Christmas um, yeah she's thinking about quitting because she can't yes. flip a tire um, been there. <laughs> yeah, been there. I remember I did a few features and Sean was like sending a tire over figure it out jeez <laughs> man I feel I'm done here that was, that was the first time I left anyway carry on yeah so, so she goes home she's thinking about quitting and all that stuff and then uh, Zach Zodiac gives her this little working stiff on by the way by the way by the way we're going way back here to the rock scene. All right, we're going to the rock okay. scene where they're talking about how they come up from this family. What's the name of the promotion? Night K Night Wrestling Promote, whatever it's called. Um, yes. They're talking about yeah, you know, we do wrestling over over here. Uh, you should come by a show sometime. We'll give you tickets and stuff. The Rock. This is how. This is where the Rock was just outed himself as a wrestling fan fraud. All right. Because they're asked, have you heard of it? And Rock's like, no, never heard of it. Rocky, Rocky, 
he's on all these Instagram videos being like, NWA, love it, killing it. These guys are killing it. AEW, killing it. Love watching AEW. Absolutely. MLW? Are you kidding? MLW? The Rock watches MLW. (laughs) Tell me he hasn't done an MLW. I don't think he has, but... (laughs) Here's a question for you, Jeremy. How much time went between Rock hitting send tweet on the NWA tweet (laughs) and Nick Aldis DMing him? (laughs) How long? 15 seconds? Do you think it was? Not even. Not even 15 seconds. Before, like a reel of his best work. before before the rock got the first like on that tweet all this had already composed a 20 page paragraph of why they should do business together he's like laying out the match he's like don't worry i go slow like <laughs> I, I get it i understand the psychology of the story. it's all one pair it's 20 pages but it's all one paragraph have you listened to nick all this talk he has that man one question and you you just get the longest answer in the world I'm not gonna lie though, it would have been it would have been an extraordinary sight if in the middle of an NWA power tape and Dwayne the Rock Johnson came out and did a promo. It would have been really would have been something. But um, so this is when they really go into the idea of like she's gotta live the dream for him, right? Like she's yeah. gotta sort of fly the the family flag, so to speak. Um and as I said, I do think the brother's plot line here is pretty interesting. However, the scene where he shoots on her is a little, it's a little much. Like he does like a shoot pole driver. <laughs> like it's it's a little. I mean, it's a tough sell. I gotta be honest. He he does a shoot pole, a shoot backbreaker. He's he's trying yes. to hurt this boy. She's only like eighteen or nineteen too. It's very. She it's is. not good. It's not good. Yes. So then he goes these... off to the pub and starts drinking and fighting hooligans. Peak Britain, that scene. Yeah, I was about to say. Have you ever been into a, into a hooligan bar fight, Joseph? No, no, that's not my sort of scene. You know, I'm I'm the sort of fake smart person that would sort of laugh at that kind of stuff. Look at those fellas over there, and then they go, "What'd you say?" Oh, nothing. I didn't do anything. I just talked about fighting with my family with my friends. So, um, yes. So then, uh, Paige motivated by this, by what is she motivated? Someone gives her a speech. Why does she go back to America? Because her brother because, gives her a speech. Wait, is this when he says, you have the spark? No, that's later. What happens? I've forgotten. When her brother, they're in the alley after the, the bar fight and stuff. And her brother is like, you know, this is what you wanted as well. But she's yes, like doubting sure. herself. Like, you had this opportunity. You know, if you really want this, why are you just going to walk away from it? Right, you're correct. So then she goes back, she's motivated, she gets rid of the blonde hair, because as we all know, blonde hair, bad. She she starts training hard. Vince Vaughn is encouraged by this. Uh, Vince Vaughn thinks they're going to die on an actual suicide dive <laughs> and just lets them do it because it's a showcase. Don't quite know how that works. Um, she does well. She goes to WrestleMania with, with the rest of the roster, where she meets Sheamus. Here, and Show. Let's, let's, let's cut back. Here's where we're going deleted scene, all right? Okay, good. So you mention all that. They do this big montage. You're right. She helps out. She she tells the one girl, flip the tire. You're going to get the, the big receipt from me. They're doing suicide dives and stuff. The crowd now loves her uh, after, you know, she was scared to cut a promo at the beginning mm. of the film and everything. It's all good. It's going well for Paige, right? They they get to the big cut scene of, all right, everyone's going to be cut. They cut a bunch of people. Of course, the, the four women stay. The four horsewomen in this film, they stay. They're, they're good. And Vince Vaughn is like, 
All right, we're going to go to a quiet place called WrestleMania. It's WrestleMania 30, Joseph. I was at WrestleMania 30, all right? Yeah. I was there this whole weekend. I met Paige. I met Paige at a meet and greet. I don't think I've ever told this story, by the way. I met Paige at a meet and greet, I guess Saturday. It would have been Saturday night. Maybe Friday. Regardless. You know who was sitting next to Paige? No, I do not. Take a guess, Joseph. Take a guess. I assume it was not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It was not Dwayne The Rock Johnson. No. I don't know. Help me. Go. Glitter, glitter. Sparkle, sparkle. Alexa (laughs) Bliss was sitting next to Paige, and they did a match. She's a rival of yours, by the way. What's that? Big rival of yours. Yeah. This is probably why, because I ignored her, and I only wanted to talk to Paige. And she never forgot that day. (laughs) True. they did a match. This is a bit before Takeover and all this stuff. They did a match at like the the fan access because they had the ring and everything, mm-hmm. and it was fine, whatever. Uh, but I met Paige, got an autograph, all that stuff. They cut this scene from the film. All right, I gave her big words of encouragement. I said you're doing great things in NXT, and they just completely cut it from the film. This was supposed to be my big break. Talking to Paige, giving her this big pep talk before she was... I didn't know she was going to win the title, but I should have. I should have. This was my yeah. first big scoop. I should. I would have taken credit for it if I was a big scoopster back then. This is my first big scoop. And I, you know, and they just cut it from the film. Very, very disappointed. Well, there's a couple things I want to look in. This is actually <laughs> very interesting to me. So, I have a firstly, picture of me and Paige. I should, I'm going to try to find it. And Alexa Bliss is in the background because I didn't want to take a picture with her. And she's trying to like sneak into the shot. This is a real photo. So I'm interested in this because I now want to cut back to when I asked you the lectures around back then. And you had this like knowing grin as yeah. you answered it. <laughs> so as far as I can tell, that you was in a, this was a singles match, you said. Yeah. From what I can tell, you was in attendance for the only ever singles match between Paige and Alexa Bliss. Wow. From what the, the, the cagematch.net suggests to me, which could be wrong, obviously, because your match isn't actually on cagematch. Yeah, because I, so. I don't think they tracked like, access, random access matches right. that were happening. It's a shame, because it sounds like classic. But <laughs> I, I'm, I'm glad for that story. Um, it is wild, though, again, in fear of going off track again. It's wild to me that they are like contemporaries in NXT. So I guess, like, what, two days after that match, Paige is Divas champ. Yeah. Alexa isn't up for, like, three years after that? Two years? It's a while, right? It feels like they've had completely different timelines. But I guess I guess not. I guess just Paige's experience makes it seem that way. I'm right in saying that, right? Like, yes. It seems like they've been there, actually, for this very similar amount of time. Yeah. It's weird, man. Paige is, like younger than most women we look at as like the future of the division it's, it's wild like it's a real shame that a crew are taken because she's still very very young yeah she's she had to retire at like what 24 she's only like 26 now like she's she's super young still I wish i was 26 it's, again it's wild but i don't yeah that that actually kind of shocked me but yes that's what happens here since so she's at wrestlemania you were there too you didn't meet Seamus in the big show in catering. Did I did you? not meet Seamus in the big show in, in catering. <laughs> okay. Um, Dwayne, apparently this story is true. I read somewhere. Is this true? Have you read this, Jeremy? Look, this this story might be true. Here's my issue with this story. They're watching the monitor. Rock is cutting his promo 
and then they go up to the suite, and like two minutes later, Rock is in the suite. Do you know yeah. how long this Rock Austin Hogan segment was? This is like a twenty-minute segment. All right, Rock wasn't going to be up there for a little while. So maybe the story is true. It, it did not happen that quickly. Oh man, I've just seen it in my head. WrestleMania sixty. <laughs> Drew, Roman, Bray Wyatt. What a WrestleMania moment we have here. That's what's, that's, that's <laughs> I was I was like, where in the start. hell are you going with this? But now I get it. Now I get it. Who comes out first? Roman comes out first. He's the he's the biggest star. Yeah. He's he's doing Hollywoods. I guess he's doing Hollywood stuff by then. Um, and then I actually changed my mind. I think Bray. <laughs> I feel like Bray leaves WWE at like 45 and he just stays the fiend on the Indies <laughs> for like another 20 years, just under the hood, just work, just doing that match. Because like, you know how um, Honky Tonk Man just decided like he wouldn't need to bump in wrestling matches anymore? Like he'd do the shake, rattle and roll and just drop to his knees <laughs> and stand back up. Bray, could do, Bray does that now, effectively. He could definitely pull off uh, indie star, the fiend, in 2040. So this is... We're off the rails. But yes, uh, first will be Roman. Roman's the big dog, right? He's the big star of, yeah. those, of this generation. Anyway. He's doing so tons of movies by by this point as well. And he's only coming yeah. back because uh, he got offered a ton of money. And he loves this business. Um, Obviously. Page or pal? All right. Page. We have one more after this, which is the main event. Um, a rematch of the match you saw many years ago. <laughs> first... We have Paige or Pal, Paige or Nikki Bella. Oh, Paige is a is a better worker. I mean, I know Nikki improved a lot, but the forearm, Paige, no, Jeremy, the forearm. I mean, Jeremy look, the the the, the yeah, strong style forearm is is fantastic, but Paige is overall a better worker. I I'm gonna go Paige. I think I would too. I'm starting to. Wait, wait, what's my locker it. room like? What's my locker room like? Because. <laughs> in what way are you asking me that, Jeremy? Like, in what element of the locker room are you, do you want to I, I'm just saying, like, if I if I have a if I have like a good locker room and stuff, then I, I can bring in Paige and we'll be okay. She'll she'll uh, fit in yeah. with the culture and it'll be fine. If my locker room is already kind of like toxic and not great, I got to bring in leadership. From from Nikki Bella. So what you're saying is, if it's hashtag heat culture, Paige is in. <laughs> yeah. If yes. it's hashtag Brett Brown culture, Nikki Bella is in. Is that your yeah. final answer? Yeah. Exactly. Okay, that works. Um, <laughs> where are we now? So yes. At WrestleMania, <laughs> Rock is telling her they call they call the family the Funny dad. Thing, yeah. Right? Good thing. I agree. Yeah. The dad doesn't know it's the Rock, uh, and then he says your daughter is going to win the title tomorrow night and Paige is, is stunned by this mm-hmm. she doesn't know either yes and I would credit them I mean obviously every wrestling fan is aware of what happens in the match right but they do a good job of making that dramatic that the final portion of the film I mean before we even get to the match I have to tell you I got legitimate anxiety from the scene in which she was making Vince Vaughn wait to go out to do a match on Raw because I just could <laughs> imagine as a wrestling fan, I was just thinking, oh my god. The way that program works, she's missed her segment by this point. She's doing a Skype call with her brother, like just sort of <laughs> chatting about life. Poor Vince Vaughn was panicking. I did enjoy when the match, you know, when she comes out 
and Michael Cole did the Norwich uh, pronunciation, which made made her family very mad. That was fun. And then they have a thriller, four-star match here, Jeremy. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? This was incredible. I mean, it wasn't the match they had, clearly, but it did a nice job of, like, capturing why wrestling matches are dramatic because the family knows wrestling's not real, but they're still living and dying with every false finish. And I thought that was pretty clever. Like, I hope that worked on some of the non-fans that were watching this film. Zelina Vega plays AJ Lee in this film. We gotta mm. we gotta point that out. This is our wrestling tie-in. I guess the the rocks in it, but otherwise Zelina Vega, great performance yeah. by her. She she had a couple lines, did fine. <laughs> I I've got my must say. I um I would love to know how much like product direction she got because I would assume she was there to just be like. Just do a heel promo and like you're you're the person that Paige beats. But I can inform you that was not her idea of what she was doing. <laughs> she she was pretty certain this was going to be the start of a career. I sense. I mean, she was all in with the, with the facials and the. I guess that's just how Zelina Vega rolls. I've got the great filter on. You have right. It happens now. immediately. It it goes from being zero and it's all of a sudden it's like the whole thing is just yeah. That, wow, what a look it is. Um, so yes, believe it or not, Paige wins the title. Uh, and that is the end, right? Am I missing something? Well, she cuts. She cuts. Uh, she cuts the big promo after winning yeah. the title. Um, th- this was just like one hundred percent Hollywood, because obviously this didn't happen in the real thing. If you go back and watch it, Paige just wins the title and gets the hell out of there. That's it. Um, yeah. This was this is a hundred percent Hollywood of like, you know, if you look different, doesn't matter. You can stand out. Got the spark. All this kind of stuff and big, big promo, big babyface promo by Paige. The the fans are going crazy. They're chanting her name and all this stuff. She runs to the back. She meets Jerry Lynn and Brittany too, and all the other girls. Uh, and you know, gives a big hug. And then she like holds the title to the camera, and her family is all cheering for her. Zach Zodiac uh, is there, and he's like kind of sad, but also really happy for his sister. And it's a, it's a it's a touching moment to end this film. Yes, it is actually relative. I mean, considering we all know where it was headed, and that it's like you know relatively cliche in what it is, it is quite stirring, right? Like it is a fun moment. It is rather uplifting. Um, the <laughs> the promo is funny because was you there for Raw, Jeremy, or did you? No, not I was the- not at Raw. Did you miss anything cool outside of this? Out of interest, uh, that was when like Daniel Bryan kind of united with the Shield. Um, and that was that was Ultimate Warrior's last promo, and then he died like three days later. I mean, I'll leave that there. Um, <laughs> so the so anyway, I was going to ask you because unless I'm mistaken, though, I mean, as NXT champion, the whole audience was aware of Paige, right? Like it was it wasn't you so. Know, the, this yeah, thing. this is this is the big like disconnect between film and, and real life is like they made it seem like Paige was just an absolute nobody yes. getting a, like Jerry Lawler is like she she's not even a wrestler on commentary and stuff <laughs> like who is she no one knows who she is it's like yeah she was NXT champion at, at this yeah. point and having having matches on that brand which I mean I guess makes her nobody NXT today they get called up no one knows who the hell these people are they're just yeah. different people I think that's more indicative of just you know, even in 2014 Paige was a little bit too old for Jerry. And it was difficult for him to really invest. Wow. <laughs> difficult for him to really get into that sort of character arc. Um, well, with a, 
I don't know if I want to finish the review that way. Uh, Page or Pal, I'm going to quick <laughs> The final edition of Page or Pal, I ask you, Page or Old Goat Bliss, the fiend Alexa Bliss, who you taking? <laughs> Which Bliss? So I'm getting any Bliss I want, right? I Take assume. your pick. They're all great. Old Goat Bliss, that's what she does. It's like, it's like who do you want? Cavs LeBron? Heat LeBron? Like, who cares? It's LeBron. Same thing. <laughs> um... I'm I'm going is going to upset you, Joseph. I'm going Paige. I love the notion that I'd be like, God damn it, this filter is gone. That that destroyed the sun. What you just said. Yeah. Wow. It's it, it it just comes and goes. What, what can you do? I think you would grow to regret that decision in terms of leadership because one of those people is a leader in this business and the other one is Paige. But I'll comment no further. <laughs> Um, Paige is unionizing. Feel... She's she's about to be the leader we didn't know we deserved until we got her. Seriously, <laughs> that would be the greatest thing ever if Paige led that of all things. Because when I remember when Paige got her like five year contracts not long ago, and everyone was like, "What is she even?" If that ended up being the the straw that broke the camel's back, it would be quite the moment in wrestling history. But I'm cautious. I'll say that. Uh, rating time. This is a tough one to rate, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, because it was good, so it's no fun. <laughs> yeah, and it lacked the flair of Cockroach Mask yeah. and Dragon Jewel. Yeah, it's just a good film. I would say if I was rating this as a film, I would give it a 7. That's fair. This is clearly not what we do on this show, though, is it? It's, no. you know, and it does feel disrespectful to give it a 7 on our scale, on my scale anyway, because, I mean, I've got terrible films getting 7s on this program. <laughs> What have I given an eight, Jeremy? Um, Mr. Nanny. And that's <laughs> Point it. proven. <laughs> have I ever give a film a nine? Um, no. Uh, Firefly Funhouse was a nine. <laughs> okay, that's fitting. Because we finished with the Alexa Page or Pal deal. I'm giving this a nine. It is not My Dad is a Hill Wrestler. But in every objective way, it's one of the better films we've reviewed. And I can only be so silly here. So I'm sure Jeremy will make up for that with his own rating, but I'm <laughs> going to be fair and give it a nine. I gave my dad as a heel wrestler four and three quarter stars. So It was a Tokyo Dome joke you did there. I yeah, think I think it was a Tokyo Dome joke because they yes. didn't wrestle in Tokyo Dome. Um, like, this is a good movie. Uh, everyone gets it. I, I did a written review on it. I called it very good. And the performances were, I thought, outstanding. I thought everybody was good from a performance standpoint, I guess, outside of Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn just played himself, but he's yeah, good he's at good. playing. Yeah, he's good at playing Vince Vaughn. Yeah. All right. As far as a rating for this film, we don't like good films here on this, though. What are we doing? What are we doing? Reviewing just good films. It's no fun. It's fair. That's it's no fair. Fun. All right. We are going to give this. Baywatch got two and a quarter. It can't be higher than Baywatch. It just can't. That's disgusting. We're gonna give it that two is... we're gonna give it we're gonna give it two stars. That's on the same level as Santa's Little Helper. That's about that's about right. Wow. Paying yeah. homage to one of those page AJ Lee matches. I'd love to see it. <laughs> I'm just messing, folks. Don't get mad at me. They only got six minutes, only so much they could do, okay? Um You should be ashamed of yourself. That's despicable. What are I you mean, talking about? It, but it's it, Baywatch is like an offensively bad film. Yeah, Baywatch I underrated actually. Now that I look back at my ratings, <laughs> yeah, I underrated. You underrated. I underrated yes. it. One hundred percent underrated it. Okay. Well, speaking of bad films, Jeremy, it's your time to pick next week's movie. Yes. I'm very nervous about this. You ready for this? 
Yes. Okay. I had two. I had two choices. I'm gonna let you pick which one you want to go with. All right, Joseph. Because one is a little bit off the wall. Okay. The, that one is Scooby Doo and WWE Curse of the Speed Demon. I thought we need like it's it's Halloween. I thought we needed like a little mystery. The problem with this film is, of course, like it's animated. So you're not judging performances. You're just kind of judging the the story and I guess voice work and stuff. But there's a lot of wrestlers in this film. Let me tell you who provides some voices for this film. We got The Undertaker, Triple H, Stephen McMahon, Goldust, Sheamus, Stardust, whoever that is, Dusty Rhodes, The Miz, Paige, old friend Paige, Diego, El Torito, Fernando, Lana, Rusev, Michael Cole, Kofi Kingston, Vince McMahon all do voice work for this film. Okay? I mean, this is going to be hard to beat right now. I'm going to be honest with you. What's, right. what's the other option? The other option. Well, let's just do that. I'll say I'll save my other option for, oh, for the wow. next week. Yeah. Okay. I'll say the filter if, has returned. Do what? The filter has returned. Your <laughs> I, Scooby-Doo suggestion has brought the sun back upon the camera. It's tremendous. The sun is just absolutely nuts the way it shines through this window here. It's crazy. Somebody it said is. it looks like somebody said that it looks like the the camera just got like punched out. And I mean, what can I can't do anything about it. That's just where my office is set up and when the sun comes out. I guess I could put blinds, but I don't want to do that. So It's, it's great. I love it. I have no issue with it. Um, so I feel I'm going to regret How long is this film, Jeremy? Um, hold on one second. Do you want to do Curse that... of the Speed Demon or WrestleMania Mystery? The, the cast list for this is... Uh, John Cena, AJ Lee, Santino, Miz, Triple H, Michael Cole, Vince McMahon, Brodus Clay, and Kane. No, I've preferred the other. Okay. Cost, so I'll All go right. with the other one. So Curse yeah. of the Speed Demon is is what we're reviewing next week. Scooby-Doo and WWE. Curse of the Speed Demon. Wow. We have Super I mean, Chats from Ron Patel. He wants okay. you to use... These are all for you, Joseph. So you okay. gotta say, you fancy a cup of tea... I mean, I wouldn't. I'd just say I fancy a cuppa. I wouldn't put a tea on the end, but I'll no, do which, it. If you want. Yeah, you got to say it. He left a super chat. I Very fancy nice a name. cup of tea. All right, d- d- say it again because I was talking over you. Okay, I fancy a cup of tea. No, I think you got to ask the question. Do you fancy a cup of tea? Oh, Jeremy, do you fancy a cup of tea? No, but thank you for asking. <laughs> uh, okay. He wants you to pronounce aluminum. Aluminum. And he also wants you to pronounce, I can't even pronounce this, vegetable? Not vegetable, but vestible. Vestible? Vestible? V-E-S-T-I-B-U-L-E. I mean, listen, man, I'm a writer, but I'm not. Like, <laughs> I have my limits. I mean, I, I'll, I'll say it vestible, but what? I don't know what that means. I'm what is this word? I have Look, we're wrestling <laughs> writers, not novel writers, all right? We don't know these words. Yeah, not um, yet anyway. It's a it's a noun. It's an antechamber okay. hall or lobby next to the outer door of a building. It's a hallway. Wow. Learn something new every day. Yeah. There you go. Not only are these super chats good, they, they you know, they advance your, your mind. Incredible stuff. Love I, to see it. You know what? You know what, Ron? I, I I'm sure I'll write a story at some point today. I'm going to use vestible in an article just for you. I don't know how I'm going to fit it in there, but I'm going to make it work. 
So click wow. on every article that I write today and see which one uses the term Vestafol. I'm interested how you're going to do this. I want updates on this project. I sneak in. The dogs are like, you're crazy for this one, Jeremy. Um, I sneak in little little notes, uh, little love letters to all my friends in, in a bunch of different articles. People just don't always notice them. You're like, you know, the G1 wrestler that just puts little Brit heart spots throughout yeah. his matches, scatters them throughout for the gift makers. I like exactly. it. I appreciate that. Exactly. Layers. Layers, <laughs> as they say in the business. I like it. You read the articles, you might see you might see just a under the radar kind of an inside an inside shout out to, to you in my articles if, if we're good friends on Twitter. That's why you gotta read all of them. You'd be like, Oh, oh we mentioned that thing, right? We talked about that on Twitter. Is that a shout Yes it was a shout out to you. Yes it was. I would like to know what percentage of your audience just sees the headline, clicks to see if it's your work and says, yes, I know it was Jeremy, and never reads the actual body, which you spend most of your time working on. 99%. Yes. <laughs> 99%. 99%. I'm sure there's a couple people who actually read the articles, but 99% are just, they don't even like click the article to to see if I did it. They're just like, Oh, that's a headline Jeremy would write. And like now there's other people who write good headlines on this. I think does stand out. But now we're just putting each other over live on air. I mean, this is getting <laughs> out of hand. You know, we are very good, Jeremy, is what I'm saying. I think that's yeah. the conclusion of this podcast. We're there very go. good. We are. Yes, um, I'm happy with that. All right, so next week we're reviewing Scooby-Doo. Thursday, we have a new episode of The Distraction. And I think that's it. That's all I have to plug today. Joseph, what do you have to plug? Um, I have a feature, I think. Yes, I should have a feature this week on the Fightful um, about the, the Lance Archer, bless him. That should be out this week. Are you using I'm my doing... picture? No, no, no. Wow. Uh, I'm doing depth charts after the draft, so you can have a look at where Raw and SmackDown are at, title pictures, what should happen, what shouldn't. I've got the AEW report card on Thursday. On Saturday, I've got a new weekly column deal where I just give opinions. It's basically, guys, I am doing a... I was going to say something crass. I'm doing a lot of content, okay? I'm not going to go there, but I'm doing a lot of content. If you could, like, pretend to read or watch some of it, that'd be good. I would appreciate that. So, yeah, that's where we're at. Um, look out for the features, the opinions, the columns, all that, all that nonsense. It's all coming. I'm ramping it up, Jeremy. I'm ramping it up. We got a, We got one last super chat. I mean, you're more. Hey, if anybody's uh, watching, you want to leave more super chats, go for it. But Ron Romtel says, "Pronounce the longest town name in Britain?" Question mark. Do you know the longest town name in Britain? Absolutely not. <laughs> I my we don't house. know the word vestibule. Know the longest town name in Britain? Yeah, I, I mean, I have no. We have some very funny ones. Like, as far as um, so Norwich is a good example. Right, like, how tough is that for you to say, Jeremy? Norwich? Like, is you it... have to, it's difficult, because it reads like Norwich, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, we have many, like, we have like, one that's Worcester. Yeah, we have and a Worcester spelled... as well, Worcester, Massachusetts. How is it spelled, it spelled for you guys? Uh, W-O-C-H-E-S-T-E-R. So it sounds like it's Worcester. Oh, my God, now Worcester? I'm really Yeah, I think okay. it's Worcester, Mass- Massachusetts. Yes, that one, Warwickshire is a good Brit name. Warwickshire is a tough one. Tough on the W's and the R's we are here. Wasn't that, but, yeah. uh, that was a Syracuse player, Warwickshire. Oh, I, I think I'm combining TJ Warren. I, I think <laughs> I'm combining TJ Warren and Hakeem Warwick, Warwickshire. 
Yes, Warwick Shear. We have um, trying to think of a good one. Good tough pronoun. I mean, mine are boring. Like Romford is pretty pretty seamless to do. I don't know. Now I'm now I'm really exposing my lack of British geographical information here. But it's just you know, there's only so much to see here. I'm not going to analyse it for too long. One I could do depth charts for Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm I'm terrible with geography. If it ain't North Carolina, I don't know where you're located at. If it ain't front room, back room, or kitchen, don't know where. <laughs> Do not know. Will not find out. That's where I'm at, guys. I'm sorry. Yes. All, right, all right, everyone. We'll be back next week live again. We're doing the movie reviews live on Tuesdays, 2 o'clock, 2.05. 205 Eastern live. We have another... Patel just keeps sending in these super chats. Starts with Fair. Joe, L L A N F A I R. Is this a town in? This is apparently a town in in Britain. Lanfear. That's how it starts. I'm gonna look this up. Spell this for me. Hold on. Lanfear. Okay. <laughs> is this a thing? Lanfear. What in the fuck is this? Oh, I've just seen. I just. Lanfear Paulo Winnegwadagon. Is, have you looked this up? Do you see this? They would tell you that themselves. Yeah, I just go, I just googled it. Yeah, what? it's very different. The Welsh they have their language. It's a very different thing. I would not, you know, I would not pry on their on their property, so to speak. What? <laughs> the filter is back. Is this? <laughs> I have no clue, dude. It's very scary though on, on Google results. That, that's not. That that's not any language. It's just not. They, they that's that's where you like you give you give like the the three-year-old your phone like hey you want to send a tweet that that's how they named this town is they gave a three-year-old a phone and then just said name the town and three-year-olds just like type in everything they don't know what they don't know what they're typing and they clicked submit before the adult could take the phone away and be like hey let me see what you named the town and that's how they named this town that's the story of how this town was named you're welcome everybody you learned something new on this show it's a welsh word that roughly translates as. Hang on a second. We're, we're actually finding this out now. <laughs> give give me a second, folks. I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to. It roughly translates as St Mary's Church in the hollow of the white hazel near a rapid whirlpool and the Church of Saint Low <laughs> near the Red Cave. <laughs> That's what it is. That's actually what it is. You can barely see me folks. shaking my head because of this filter, but I'm 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 shaking my head. Yes, yeah, it's just something. I mean, I'm I'm amazed that your filter has come and gone three times in the last twenty minutes. That has never happened before. Usually, it's one sustained. Hit yeah, and then it goes. That's how it is. It'll snow tomorrow here in North Carolina. So that's that's how it goes. You see the sunshine right now, twenty four hours from now, snow, guarantee it. That sounds like Britain. To be fair, that sounds <laughs> like the place that we were just looking up the name of that I've forgotten already. That's what it sounds like. I, I, I can appreciate that. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks for hanging out in the chat. Thanks for sending super chats. Again, we'll be back next th- Tuesday, whatever day it is. Back next Tuesday, live with a review of Scooby Doo. Check out the distraction, 7 p.m. Thursday. It's always a fun time. We talk wrestling sometimes on that show. Talk to you then. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.